Hey there, and welcome back to the Hardly Late Show. I am your host, Chandler. Hope you're doing well. I am also doing well. I had a bit of an interesting week. Um, nothing hyper dramatic, but essentially I had a member of my family express an expectation of something that they wanted me to do for them. And I mean, honestly, I just don't really have like any intentions of doing that thing or fulfilling that expectation, at least not on their time or on their terms, but naturally you don't want to let your family down. You want to see if you can do something for them. But at the end of the day, I'm an adult and I have my own priorities and it really is my personal responsibility to steward my own life. So if someone else's wants, needs, or expectations are not, you know, in alignment with my life or if I just don't have the bandwidth to do it, I have I have an obligation to myself to express no or not right now or any sort of boundary. But of course, like with most things, it's easier said than done. It's pretty challenging to have boundaries with the people you love because love is so limitless and there's just no boundaries when it comes to family and love. And that's a lie. (laughs) There are definitely boundaries. And, you know, eventually family does have to acknowledge and respect those boundaries. Um, But, you know, time will tell with my situation. Um, But yeah, it was a very triggering experience, mostly because, you know, I didn't say heck no right in the moment. I just sort of like, you know, put it on like, you know, I just pinned it to the bulletin board for like a later date. And now that sort of created a sort of anxiety of like, oh, great, there is this looming conflict or this looming confrontation where I have to tell this family member that, hey, I'm not doing it. Sorry, buddy. And, you know, it sounds comical when I'm saying it out loud, but, you know, there is like a bit of a anxiety about having to tell someone that you love a big fat no. And that anxiety pretty much pushed me to start like thinking of, I guess, worst case scenarios, or just like kind of projecting to the future about what this eventual confrontation will look like. And I just kind of like went all over the place. It was like, you know, oh, it's going to be a whole big blow up, drag out argument. And, you know, they're going to say this and I'm going to counter with that. And then I'm going to say this and then they're going to be like, oh, why would you say that? And it's like, none of that even happened. And it's like, to be perfectly honest, that family member hasn't even brought up that expectation or want since, but I spent an entire week just thinking about what's going to happen when I have to tell them no. And that was a week of time that I could have spent doing something else or, you know, pouring back into myself or enriching my life. But I just spent it just like, destabilized and anxious about an imaginary future that is probably never going to happen. And that's kind of what I wanted this episode to be about, which is like, you know, stop jumping to these like insane conclusions. I guess I'm, (laughs) I guess I'm telling myself to you or out loud, but if, if it resonates with you totally, you know, take, you know, take it as you will. But yeah, it's totally insane to, generate these like fake futures or fake scenarios about how things are going to go when you have no confirmation about how things are going to go and it's just kind of a waste of time 
And I believe I mentioned in episode two on perfectionism that uh, a aspect of perfectionism is trying to control certain outcomes. And I think that's also sort of linked with people pleasing, which is, you know, trying to control an outcome by fulfilling someone else's expectations or, you know, pleasing them or making them happy. And the way that I think that they're linked is that my perfectionism and people pleasing has sort of allowed me to present myself to others as a very over responsible and reliable person who will always do what you want and never say no. And by presenting myself that way, it also, I guess, in some ways, I guess, subconsciously trains people around me, like my family, to also think of me as like, this person is the one that I should always go to and ask for things because, you know, they never let anyone down and they do everything so well. And, you know, they're, they don't offer any resistance. So of course, like, you know, you're the first person in the Rolodex Chandler. And I think that can become problematic, especially when you're not accounting for your personal bandwidth, or if you just have, you know, other things that you want to do with your life, but people are constantly like expecting things from you. And, but then your people pleasing won't allow you to say no, but your perfectionism also won't allow you to say no because you still have to maintain that like reliable over responsible image. And it really is a recipe for disaster. Also, it sort of like uh, sets you up for failure in a way because you eventually, you know, if you don't already have like a mental breakdown, you then have to, you know, be firm with your boundaries and let people down and disappoint them and, you know, risk them being upset with you. And yeah, that is very distressing for someone who has, you know, spent most of their adolescence as, you know, a people pleaser, um, overachiever in some sense. And it kind of just creates this negative feedback loop of, I meet the expectations, you know, they are pleased. I received the approval, but then now they create these higher expectations. I then meet these higher expectations. I get the validation and approval. Now there's higher expectations and I just have to, and it just keeps going and going and going. And then now like I'm like in my thirties and my family is like Chandler can do anything. (laughs) It's like, no, I can't. I'm a human. Um, But yeah, it can kind of, like I mentioned, you can kind of set yourself up for failure where now you're like so perfect that you cannot fail. So do not fail. So I, I've achieved the perfection, but at what cost? At what cost? <laughs> but joking aside, um, I just wanted to point out that perfectionism can sometimes have an unforeseen side effect. And that side effect is that it can dehumanize you because, you know, if you're always performing perfectionism or if you're always performing responsibility and you don't let anybody ever see you sweat and you know you never ask for help you know it causes people to see you as this superhuman person who is infallible and that's very dehumanizing and as I'm learning as I get older that the way that I can rehumanize myself is by saying no and having boundaries and letting my family and friends and people know what my limits are and what I cannot do or I'm not willing to do, even if that risks their disappointment or if they're upset, you know, 
like I, no one's ever died of disappointment. So I don't know why I've let that control me for so long, but you know, life is a journey, yada, yada, yada. We are here to learn. So glad I'm learning it now. So yeah, getting back on track. Um, by the end of the week, I had an epiphany, which is basically what I'm saying in this episode where I just acknowledged and accepted that I have no idea what's going to happen in the future. I don't have any confirmation or information about what's going to happen. So why am I making all this stuff up in my head about what people are going to think or what they're going to say or how they're going to feel? And it's not really helping me or adding anything to my life other than, you know, stress and anxiety. And even though I'm talking a lot about my family, this is applicable to so many parts of life. I can count on like more than two hands, the amount of times I thought a situation was going to go a certain way. People were going to say certain things or act in this way. And 99% of the time, it was a completely different experience, completely different decision tree. And I just, you know, at the end of it, I just realized I spent so much time, energy, mental bandwidth, just generating scenarios, combing through dialogue. Like, it's mental. It's, like, very insane. But, like, you know, you can't help it. You know, it's like you're trying to control the uncontrollable and... That's kind of what this week taught me. Like, I don't have the information. I don't know how things are going to go. So what does it serve me to jump to conclusions and, you know, decide what people are going to do or, or predict their behavior when you can't do that? And you know what? I'm going to get a little galaxy brained for a minute. This whole, like, projecting into the future and, you know, fear of the unknown and what's going to happen kind of gives off survival mode vibes, doesn't it, you know? And if I look back at my adolescence, I can totally see how I adopted perfectionism and people-pleasing as a survival tactic in my environment. I think I've mentioned before that, you know, my dad was pretty much a tough love kind of guy and, you know, grateful for the lessons, but didn't do too much for the self-esteem and self-confidence. So I can totally see how that has sort of evolved from that especially if you you know reframe your mind and think of you know approval as a resource and you know if you're a perfectionist or people pleaser you do not you know you feel like you need you crave that validation and approval so you you know do backflips through flaming hoops to get it and you once you get that approval you know it's like great i survived another day i proved myself invaluable And that's kind of like, you know, I feel like I've also sort of adopted that mentality like early in my career in the workplace where it's like, you know, I just come in on the scene. I do everything right. I, you know, I don't have to ask a lot of questions. I'm just like a natural and like, you know, I'm so reliable, so dependable. I never get fired and I survived another day. And it sounds kind of silly when I say it, but that's how it was for me for a while it took me a very long time to understand that that's really no way to live. You know, you're constantly living in fear that if you lose that approval or if you, you know, prove yourself to be incompetent or you make a mistake, that everything's going to fall apart. I believe that the approval gave me security, but it really was just a false sense of security. And once again, survival mode rears its ugly head. 
but I'm really grateful to be able to look back on my life and really kind of think about things and see the ways in which I've been conditioned to people please and to meet the expectations of others. And honestly, that just makes it all the more important now that I'm an adult that I become the primary source of approval and that my expectations and my needs and my wants are my priority. You know, I have to allow people to be the adults in their own lives and find ways to meet their own needs. And it's not my personal responsibility to, you know, jump on every sword for everyone to meet those needs. You know, if I have the bandwidth and I have the resources, sure. But I, if I'm not, you know, checking in with myself or, you know, calculating my bandwidth or resources, then it becomes a problem. And it's a lesson that I am slowly but surely learning. But yeah, looking forward to having boundaries and telling people no, especially my family. And I hope this episode was helpful if you're in a similar situation. As always, thank you for listening. And if you have any questions, comments, compliments, feel free to email me at hardlylateshow at gmail.com. But of course, no rush, no pressure. It's always a good time. You're hardly late. Bye for now.